Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. How many times have you heard this from the left in their, you know, their media bootlicker sycophants with their lips surgically attached uh, to the cabooses of the left-wing activists out there? How many times have you heard this? The deep state, it's not real. The deep state, conspiracy theory. How many times have you heard that? Well, it's just stunning how these connections amongst deep state bureaucrats between multiple scandals and soon-to-be scandals always seem to surface, and pretty much everybody misses them, but conservative media. Weird how that happened. I thought media was doing like uncovering facts. I've got that for you today. Um, Another connection between a guy now who's making a, air quotes here, dreaded air quotes, principled stand on election fraud investigation. I'm stepping down. These election fraud allegations are a conspiracy theory. Same guy who was involved in another conservative scandal a while, but oh my God, just unbelievable. And you're not going to hear about that anywhere, but this show and some conservative leaning outlets. I've got that. Um, I've also got um, Ted Cruz is an absolute savage. I mean that as a compliment, by the way. I've got some video and I'm going to tell you uh, what went on yesterday at this uh, hearing up on Capitol Hill where Ted Cruz just savaged, disgraced former FBI Deputy Director Andy McCabe and, 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 and why the question he asked, he's not stupid, Ted Cruz, Andy McCabe is, why the question he asked really mattered. Some of you will know. All right, today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity. Surf the web in peace. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino today. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today on this epic day? The Dan Bongino Show, number one all across the world in podcasts for what? Three days in a row. Yeah. How do you feel, buddy? I'm feeling good. Looking forward to seeing Ted the Savage Cruz. You saw it. Well, you already saw it. You know what's in it. He just beats this guy to to a a verbal pulp because he's such a buffoon. But congrats to you. And uh, very important today, uh, Veterans Day, a sincere, heartfelt thank you to the finest men and women among us, our veterans. God bless America and all those who defend her. And that front line is you. Yep. To every single veteran. Arrow hand out there. I'm looking at you. Yes, you. You did something a lot of other people wouldn't. You raised your right hand and you swore to put, literally put your life, not figuratively, literally put your life on the line for millions of Americans you've never even met. I cannot think of a more noble cause. God bless you and this terrific, wonderful country on this, uh, on this Veterans Day. Yeah, you're darn right. Round of applause for you. Really, this show is dedicated to you all today. All right, let's get to it. We got a loaded, loaded show today. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Vincero. Wearing one right now. Joe's got one. Paula's got one. One of what? Well, Vincero, they make the best looking watches out there. The best parts are affordable, especially right now. uh, They have a site-wide sale. They're giving exclusive access to an early site-wide sale at Vincero. That's V-I-N-C-E-R-O, VinceroWatches.com slash Bongino. Get up to 15% off. All items, products. Seriously, avoid the rush of last-minute gifts and shop their sale right now. This is the only watch I wear. If you're spending, you know, $50,000 on a watch that looks worse than this awesome-looking watch, then you're making a big mistake. I'm sorry. It's all I wear. This one, I got this one, the black altitude with the blue face. I love them. Vincero sent me some of their, their, their styles. I got my favorites. You know them, the Altitude, the Chrono S. They're all fantastic, beautiful-looking watches. They sent watches for my wife as well. They make the perfect gift, especially with the holidays coming up. They even offer engraving on the back if you want it. So pick out a watch and write something special on the back for a loved one or your friend. With Vincero, there's no brand-name markup, no big-time price tags. Their promise to you is simple. 
I'll tell you their promise. I'm telling you if it's hair because I know it. Awesome looking watches you're going to get crazy compliments on from people who are going to wonder where you got that watch. They're well made too. You're going to enjoy wearing it. It's important to shop from brands you trust. Vincero offers free shipping, 30-day returns, guarantees your watch for two years. They believe in doing things the right way, not the easy way, so that their customers get the best and never have to settle. That's why they have over 25,000 five-star reviews. You won't find a better made watch for this good of a price anywhere else. And they look awesome. My listeners have been uh, have been the hero for Vincero this year. Seriously, the guys at Vincero told me they were extremely grateful for your support. No joke. So keep the emails, messages, and letters going. But most importantly, keep supporting the show and the great brand by purchasing their products. Go to VinceroWatches.com slash Bongino. Go to my link, pick out your favorite watch, and get a great discount right now. VinceroWatches.com slash Bongino. All right, Joe, let's go. So, ladies and gentlemen, what has been one of the ongoing themes of the Dan Bongino Show for the last, gosh, I don't know, four years, whether it's Spygate, the collusion hoax, the impeachment hoax, the Mueller hoax, all the various anti-Trump hoaxes out there, the IRS targeting scandal, which wasn't a hoax, um, spying on the Trump campaign, which wasn't a hoax. Uh, the odd thing about these scenarios, there are no airborne scenarios. Remember, remember that Air Force <laughs> One movie, Airborne Scenarios? There are no airborne scenarios. Um, what's the commonality amongst all of these anti-Trump scenarios that have developed and, and, and since gone away? Many of them, some still ongoing. These people all know each other. They all know each other. The deep state cabal they all know each other, the people all involved. Whenever you hear a name, let me give it. Okay, Paula, if I don't say it, stop me. I'm, I'm sorry, John Buzzman, John. I'm just going to go to my wife on this one. Yeah. If I don't explain this well, Paula, you need to stop me. And Joe, you can jump in later. This is the best way to explain this. Whenever you see a name surface in the media connected to, and he's a government, it's someone in the government, okay? Let me put that proviso in there, okay? Whenever you see a name associated with the government come up in an anti-Trump story, insider from Department of Defense says this, Trump sucks, and the name is whatever, Joey Bag of Donuts. I guarantee you, guarantee, the verdict is in, the guarantee is in. Guarantee you that person is involved in another anti-Trump scandal. It's the simplest thing in the world. Just go through, find the name, all the anti-Trump or anti-conservative scandals, and you'll find this person involved in something else. The libs are, that's a, that's a conspiracy theory. This isn't a deep state. Then how come everybody involved in an anti-Trump scam is always involved in an anti-conservative scam or some other anti-Trump scam? How, how is that? It's just a coinky dink, I'm sure. Just, uh, nobody should see it. Okay, what am I talking about? Let's look at this Wall Street Journal story from yesterday. Again, it's the easiest thing in the world. Find the name, Google the name, put it in a search engine somewhere, and you'll see somewhere later on in the search engine that name will appear in another scandal. Let's go to this Wall Street Journal story. The Justice Department and Politics, headline by James Freeman. Look who's resigning now. So quick backstory on this before I get to the first screenshot. So you had this guy, Richard Pil Pilger or Pilger, whatever, whatever his name is. If I'm pronouncing it wrong, it's not intentional. So Pilger, the Bill Barr has said, the attorney general, the head of our Justice Department, obviously, has said, listen, we need to look into these claims of election fraud. Ladies and gentlemen, that's nothing controversial about that. If Bill Barr finds nothing, that's a good day for America. Is it not? Even if we, we don't want election fraud, if we lost fair and square, we lost. We'll figure it out. I don't think we lost. There's nothing to concede yet. Don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm resisting till the end, period, full stop. Till you can prove to me we lost. If you can, peaceful transitions of power, that's what we do best. But don't you think it would be a good thing to determine if there was fraud in the election or not? Are you seriously suggesting to me as a liberal and a media person, although I just said the same thing twice, 
that 71 million Americans who voted for President Trump, large swaths of them who don't believe the election result was credible, we should just be entirely ignored. No, no, you guys all shut up and sit down. No, thanks. We're not. You could take your advice and write up the old wazoo. You know where the wazoo is. We figured it out. <laughs> you older listeners get that. No, no, we're not. We're not done. So Bill Barr said, let's look into the election fraud. Responsible thing to do. If he finds nothing, great. If he finds not if something there, that stinks. And let's clean it up before the next election. Fair, right? Reasonable thing to say? Of course it's reasonable, unless you're a liberal and you're a lunatic. Someone step down, Joe. They refuse to be involved in this. You know, a whole hunt for like potential fraud. and like They don't want to get involved in any. I am stepping down. This is what a witch hunt. So check out this from the Wall Street Journal. Who's our latest guy? This all sounds reasonable enough, right? But as Ms. Grizzalis notes, as a person who wrote another article, at least some on the DOJ staff disagree with this decision to look into voter fraud. Quote, shortly after the memo was released, Richard Pilger, head of the DOJ's election crimes branch, stepped down from that role in protest over Barr's memo. He announced the departure to colleagues Monday evening. What? <laughs> protest. <laughs> yeah. Pro- you got you picked up on what, what are you protesting i'm i'm, I'm paula my joe my missing what, what is he protest can someone explain you're, you're cool so bill right i am right like nobody gets this because we're you know we don't have adamantium coated skulls what, what what is he protesting so richard pill principal man richard pilger from the doj who heads the election crimes division has sworn affidavits from numbers of people alleging Dead people voted. Their vote wasn't counted. Listen, if it all turns out to be explainable, terrific. I mean that. It's not a joke. I'm not talking down to anyone. That's I don't want election fraud. Nobody does. But we shouldn't investigate them. And, and Pilgrim's protesting as the election crimes division head, protesting allegations of fraud by people who signed their names on sworn affidavit. I'm, 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 just, I'm just checking. You're protesting what? But he's principled, dreaded air quotes yeah. again. Meanwhile, Joe, you know for a fact if these if Joe if Donald Trump had won, oh. and there were hundreds, if not thousands, of allegations of voter fraud across the country, they would have the DOJ do it. They'd be spying on the Trump campaign transition to the second term right now. So as I told you before, every single time you see a name, Pilk, just put the name in a search engine anywhere. Don't use Google. I said that before. I can't stand Google and YouTube. Forget them. They squashed us yesterday. That's why I'm on Rumble, because I don't care. I caught don't that. Care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. I know. Shouldn't you bleep that? You, should, you know what's funny? You should bleep that out. Or so, right? And then we'll explain it later, and they'll get the bleep. They'll be like, what was that about? Did he curse? Can you do that? Is that yeah, possible man. without causing too many editing? Yeah, All right, yeah. put that in. That'd be cool. Put that No, Mark, I don't know what it is, like the nine-minute mark. So I, I all I did... Actually, I, I found it in, the, in New York, but I, I, this came up yesterday. All I did was put it in a search bar in a social media, and I found out that Pilger had been involved in something else. So I pulled up this journal article that explains it very well. Here comes Pilger. Just go, I'm telling you, just, yeah, I'm going to say it again. Just search engine the name, and you'll see right now. So congressional Republicans are incensed. This is from another article that the IRS, remember the IRS scandal? This is from another piece here that the journal is quoting. Transmitted a one million page database of information concerning tax exempt organizations to the FBI shortly before the 2010 election. Hold that up a second. So just to be clear, Pilger, who's protesting looking into election fraud, 
He may have been involved in the IRS scandal when they were targeting conservative groups. Wow, this is weird. Here we go again. Richard Pilger, a Justice Department prosecutor who discussed concerns about the tax-exempt organizations, who were conservatives, by the way, political activity with the IRS during 2010, told congressional investigators recently, this is a while ago, that he contacted the IRS in January of 2011 for help in, in obtaining, quote, certain tax information to assist with a specific investigation. <laughs> LOL guy emoji. <laughs> Every time, every time, every single time, every one of these guys, whether it was the fake whistleblower in the Ukraine case, whether it's uh, Obama's fixer, who I talk about in my book, Follow the Money, that just came out, Catherine Rumler, who I have a whole chapter on her, dedicated to Catherine Rumler, Obama's lawyer, her, his White House lawyer. He, he said, oh, Catherine Rumler's great. She has the ability to see around corners. She was his fixer. She cleaned up all Obama's messes, Catherine Rumler. Most of you, if you don't watch his show, have no idea who she is. Their names creep up in everything. She was involved with the Obama scandals, with the Mueller probe, the Carter Page hoax dossier, uh, defending all of it. Susan Rice, she was her lawyer. Associations with the Clintons, they're everywhere. So the same guy protesting Bill Barr's principled memo saying, let's look at election fraud and see if it happened. Pilgrim, I'm not doing that. I'm protesting. Is the same guy involved in the targeting conservatives when he was over with the DOJ working with the IRS to target conservative groups to make sure that they got hammered by the IRS? Don't worry, Joe. He's a principled guy, man. Yeah. Every single time, every time. And, and by the way, outside of conservative media, you're not going to hear any of this. They're, the media will celebrate this guy, Pilger, without mentioning the substantial conflict of interest that he was a key figure in the IRS targeting scandal. Yeah, against conservatives. Conservatives, like the Donald Trump presidency. Right. Not worth mentioning at all. You know what it is? It doesn't go over their head. So for those of you watching on Rumble, here's the, you know, when you're just too stupid, things go over your head. Here's the media. Things coming in. The media's like, the media ducks. So it intentionally goes over their head. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Whoa. Any of you box? Harry. Up and under, you ever see Rocky and Rocky Four goes up and under the rope. Remember that? That's the media. The media ducks. It doesn't go over the head. They duck because they don't want you to hear that. They want you to be a pilgrim principal. He's a principal guy. He doesn't want to investigate election fraud as the head of the election crimes division. And, and we're supposed to pat him on the back. Here, uh, lint brush guy. Pat him on the back. Good job, buddy. Well done. This <laughs> before, <laughs> before we move on, you, you know that, that meme and and that thing you see on, on the internet and social media somewhere, it's meant as a joke the young kids started. The you had one job meme. It's meant to make fun and poke fun at people who had one thing to do and screwed it up. It'd be like being the Zamboni operator in an ice rink and turning the heater on. Like your only job is to make the ice nice and clean, not to melt it, right? Like you had one job, dude. This guy, Richard Pilger, bro, bro. Or as the, as the young kid, bro, bro. You had one job. Your only job is to investigate election stuff. I'm not investigating. I protest my own job investigating. You had one. That's all your only job. You're, you're only, what other job do you? We have the Kenny Bell, right? This yeah. would be like 
you're a boxing, you're, you're on the side of the box. Your only job is to ring the bell at the start of the round. So here we go with the Kenny Bell. This is your only job, just to ring the Kenny Bell to start the boxing match. So the mic goes up, everybody goes to their corner. The mic, they have to go up, they don't need the plug anymore. Remember in the old days? Yeah. So the mic goes up and, and the boxers are sitting there ready and you're in the side of the ring and you're drinking coffee and you forget to ring the bell. You only had one job, ring the Kenny Bell. Start the match. This is your only job. Everybody's waiting. Like, Bro, you're going to ring the bell? The guy had one job. One job. Investigate election for, it was your only job. But he said, they'll celebrate him and this guy will be sainted. He will be beatified tomorrow. Like a St. Richard Pilger. He'll be getting a position in the Biden administration as the czar of elections. The same guy who wouldn't investigate fraud in the actual election. <laughs> Is it, I mean, Am I, am I crazy? Thank you. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. So let me get to my second story because this is this is fire too. So I want to play this video. Ted Cruz is an absolute savage. Move it on. I mean savage, and I mean that in a good way. I hate when I get this little pop-up here. This freaks me out during the show. I get this like Mac cloud pop-up thingy sometimes in my thing. So Ted Cruz is savage. I mean that as a compliment. He is, um, listen, this guy is an, an incredible debater. He was, he was on a debate team. He, he's an unbelievable litigator, a lawyer, and he's just smarter than most people. Him and Mike Lee, I would put up at the top of the totem pole of legal minds in the Senate who you just, and listen, whether you like them, I'm obviously a big fan of both, but some, you know, listen, liberals obviously don't like them. And the reason they don't like them is because they're just smarter than them. You can't deny their legal genius. And the fact that they have litigation skills, you just can't beat, your IQ isn't smart enough, especially when you're a dunce like former deputy director of the FBI, Andy McCabe, who insiders tell me it was a total toolbox. You want to hear a story? I got this from the yeah, top of the, yeah. top of the old food chain. Yeah. So a guy calls me a little while. I'm not going to say his name, obviously. He worked with Andy McCabe for decades. So Andrew McCabe's spouse is, a, is, is, I believe, a doctor or something like that. And they have, they have money, I guess. So apparently McCabe used to run around and drive his fancy car into the FBI office and brag to people that his FBI salary, he didn't even need it. Like, I don't even need that. That is like chump money. You know, I throw that in there. That's my tips in a restaurant or whatever this way. That he was that much of an egomaniac. And he also told me that Andy McCabe, former deputy director of the FBI, you know, the guy who was in charge of the whole Spygate operation on Trump, on the, who was running the whole thing, right? I also heard about him that they called him, he, he was a briefer, which if you're a, a police officer listening or a federal agent, I got to tell you, it's one of the worst insults that can be lobbed your way. You know what a briefer is? It's, it's a Fed or a police officer who's never done actual police work, but makes it to the top of the managerial ranks because he's just good at briefing people. He never actually does anything or she. Listen, all you police officers out there, you know who I'm talking about. You know exactly who I'm talking about. We've all know that guy, that, that guy, there's that guy. And everybody hates him because he's never done anything. But somehow he's an assistant director or a deputy assistant director. Believe me, we had sadly a lot of them in my prior line of work. Andy McCabe was a briefer. The guy never did anything. Was never out there chasing down shoe leather style bank robbers and just working his way up the rank. He was a briefer. This is what I hear from them. 
It's not, I don't know him. I have never worked in the FBI. I was a Secret Service agent. No idea. I'm telling you, the guy who knew him, those are the exact words. This guy never did a damn thing of street work. And you can tell because he's a dunce. And street cops are the smartest guys I've ever met. I told you when I was a young rookie with the Secret Service interviewing this bad guy, I can't crack this guy for nothing. I'd only been on the job out of the training academy for like six months. I'm interviewing this guy and he will not give up the goodies. It was a counterfeit case. This old Nassau County detective comes in. Grizzle guy, huge guy, like 6'5", Jack. But he was, you know, he was thinking his 50s. He comes in, he goes, want me to interview him? I got this. And I got to tell you, folks, I was like, I used to be a cop in New York City. And I was like, ah, police officer, I can handle it. I'm a federal agent, right? But I said, I'll give it. I'll let this guy go. He walked in there. I said, he walks in there with the, I call him potato chip guy to this day. Walks in there with the potato chips, a bag of the old wise potato chips. Remember this? Walks in, puts his feet up on the desk, eating his potato chips, talking to the guy. You know what? 20 minutes later, I had a full confession. I'm like, this, guy, this guy's the greatest guy ever. Because street cops are smart. Because they're smart. They've been around. Not Andy McCabe. He's a briefer. So here's what I mean right here. Ted Cruz, experienced litigator, absolutely savages this idiot, Andy McCabe. They had a hearing yesterday about the whole Spygate scandal and the targeting of Mike Flynn. And I want you to listen very specifically here how he nails Andy McCabe to the wall on why former three-star general Mike Flynn, three-star general Mike Flynn, was prosecuted and why the Logan Act was used. Remember the Logan Act? You know what that is? You're not allowed to talk to foreign leaders if you're not a representative of the United States, if you're trying to advance some you know, cause. You're not allowed to like work with foreign leaders at all, according to Logan. It's unconstitutional. It's BS. It's never been successfully prosecuted. But notice how Andy McCabe, Ted Cruz sniffed something out. McCabe won't answer the question. Check this out. Our feeling at that time was that we had found very little, uh, if any, incriminating evidence about General Flynn until, of course, we found potentially very incriminating evidence about him. Are you referring to the, the Logan Act theory? No, sir. I'm referring to the fact that we uncovered that General Flynn was having the sort of direct contact with the government of Russia that we were looking for in all of the first four cases of crossfire hurricane. Did you, did you support using the Logan Act as a basis to go after General Flynn? The Logan Act was not used as a basis to go after General Flynn. Uh, we opened the case. You're aware of General the White Flynn. House meeting where where the notes show that Vice President Biden at the time directly suggested using the Logan Act to go after General Flynn. I, I'm not aware of that. You're not aware of that. <laughs> He's not aware of that. <laughs> He's not aware. Just of that. to be crystal clear, this is the former deputy director of the FBI who is thinks he's like a field marshal was running this whole whole case against Flynn. He's suggesting he was unaware that they used the Logan Act to prosecute Flynn and it was Joe Biden's idea. How does everybody in America know that? But the investigative entity that was actually investigating Mike Flynn because of the Logan Act and its former boss, Andy McCabe. How does everybody know that but him? Listen, let me get to my second sponsor. When I come back, I'm going to explain to you exactly what's going on. And here's the key question I want you to stew on here for a minute. Why is Andy McCabe, former director of the FBI, acting director and deputy director, why is he so eager to make Ted Cruz's Logan Act question go away? And what does Cruz know? And why is he asking it? You're going to love This gets good. This gets really good. All right, let me get to my second sponsor. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Helix. We both slept good last night. 
Paul and I, it's strange, but sometimes we just don't sleep too good. Sometimes, you know, seriously, it's just, uh, I don't know what it is. But Helix, Helix mattresses, when I'm out, I am out on my midnight lux. I love it. You know why? Helix makes personalized mattresses right here in America. And they ship them straight to your door with free no-contact delivery, free returns, and 100-night sleep trial. To choose a mattress, Helix makes a quiz. It takes just two minutes to complete, and it matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. See, here's the thing. My old mattress was totally uncomfortable. I never slept good at all. With Helix, when you're out, man, you are out. It's like sleeping on a cloud. If you like a mattress that's soft or firm, they have one for you. You sleep on your side like I do, your back, your stomach. You sleep hot. With Felix, there's a specific mattress for each and everybody's unique taste. I took the quiz, and I was matched up with a Midnight Lux, which we love. My daughter has one, too. Absolutely love it. I wanted something that felt firm, and I sleep on my side because I have bad shoulders. Now I got this poured in my chest, so I, the Midnight Lux is perfect for me. I love Helix, but you don't need to take my word for it. They were awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ, Wired Magazine, Apartment Therapy. Just go to Helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash Dan, helixsleep.com slash Dan. Take their two-minute sleep quiz. Don't wait. They'll match you to a customized mattress that'll give you the best sleep of your life. It's like sleeping on a cloud. You won't regret it. We get tons of compliments. Right now, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders for our listeners. Go today. Stop sleeping on a second-rate mattress. Go to helixsleep.com slash Dan. Get up to $200 off your mattress order. Helix also offers exclusive discounts for our military. Nice job, Helix. First responders, teachers, and students. They love you guys and ladies. Check out their website for more information, helixsleep.com slash Dan. All right, thanks, Helix. We appreciate it. So um, why is the brilliant Ted Cruz asking the dopey Andy McKay about the Logan Act? And just to be clear, I, I've said it a lot, but for our new listeners, the Logan Act, I'm going to make it very simple. The Logan Act is a BS, stupid law. It's never successfully been prosecuted ever in the history of the United States. It's the jaywalking of federal laws. It's even worse. People have been prosecuted for jaywalking. And it basically says, if you're, you can't talk to foreign leaders about the business of the United States, if you're not some diplomat or something like that, it's more competent. That's it. You get it? Super simple. I just don't want to confuse anyone. It's never been prosecuted because it's totally unconstitutional. I mean, it's an absolute infringement on free speech, number one. And number two, it's just stupid. As I, the example I always use is Dennis Rodman, the basketball player, would be in jail if the Logan Act were a real thing. Remember when Dennis Rodman went over to North Korea? Oh, my God, he's conducting the business yeah. of the United States and he's yeah. not a foreign diplomat. He'd be in jail. It's stupid. Nobody takes the Logan Act seriously. The Logan Act was the predicate by which they charged President Trump's former national security advisor, Mike Flynn. They can deny it all they want. They'd be charging with lying to you, but nothing to do with the Logan Act. Really? So why is Ted Cruz asking about it? Well, this is why. Let's go to this Wall Street Journal article because Ted's smarter than Andy McCabe. And this is the same reason McCabe won't answer the question. Whose idea was it to take the fake Logan Act and try to prosecute President Trump's coming administration? James Freeman, Wall Street Journal today. Biden's transformations. Trying to prevent a second Trump term, the former vice president may have to explain what he did to impede the first one. What? I was cleaning the chimney. We don't have a chimney. What? Remember that from the Amazing Spider-Man movie? <laughs> what? What do you mean? Biden was involved in obstructing the first Trump term? What does that have to do with the Logan Act and Ted Cruz? Well, let's go to the screenshot from the piece and maybe it'll make more sense. Wall Street Journal today recently disclosed notes taken by former FBI official Peter Stroke, who worked for Andy McCabe, by the way, who doesn't know anything about the Logan Act, folks, <laughs> show not only that then-VP Joe Biden 
participated in a discussion about investigating Trump National Security Advisor Mike Flynn shortly before the Trump inauguration in 2017. The Peter Stroke notes also suggested it was Mr. Joe Biden who proposed the use of the Logan Act against Mike Flynn, a retired U.S. Army officer. Ah, oh, ah, oh, I was cleaning this. We don't have it yet. Uh, what? what? So, huh? so just to be clear, the, the deputy assistant director, Peter Stroke, who worked for the deputy director of the FBI, you know, this is called a chain of command for the liberals listening and the media people who have double-digit IQs. Andrew McCabe was the deputy director, the number two in more ways than one. He had a subordinate underneath him. The subordinate was deputy assistant director, Peter Stroke, who worked for him. Peter Stroke, we got to do this slow because there are liberals and media people listening, took notes about a meeting at the White House right before Trump was inaugurated in 2017. And on Peter Stroke's notes, there was a suggestion that Joe Biden, who could be the president, could, when he was the outgoing vice president, suggested they prosecute Mike Flynn on the Logan Act, which has never been prosecuted in the history of the United States. Was that slow enough for the liberals out there? Conservatives, you can run that last segment at the double speed button on iTunes. And it, it, to you, it'll make perfect sense. Liberals, you have to slow it down even more. The minus fifth, he, he took notes. Because you know, how do you not get this? The possible, and I mean possible, incoming president in Joe Biden, possible, nothing to concede yet was responsible for using a unconstitutional, discredited, thoroughly debunked law to prosecute the incoming Trump administration right before they were inaugurated in 2017. And they used the Logan Act as a predicate at the suggestion of Joe Biden. And all of a sudden, Joe, really weird, the deputy director of the FBI has retrograde and anterograde amnesia. He doesn't remember anything backwards or forward. I don't know. I don't know. Sergeant Schultz. I don't know nothing about nothing about nothing. That's weird. Everybody else knows. Me, I know. Joe knows. Paula knows. Ted Cruz knows. Peter Stroke knows. He took the notes. Joe Biden, Logan Act, Mike Flynn. But nobody else seems to know anything. And the media doesn't see any scandal here at all. That Joe Biden used an unconstitutional, debunked, discredited, nonsense legal theory to personally suggest they prosecute the incoming president on President Trump for, for by the way, for talking to foreign leaders, which is not illegal. The Logan Act is a joke. Now, why exactly is Andy McCabe, who's a bootlicker for the Democrats, playing the Sergeant Schultz role? I don't know nothing about nothing about nothing. Okay, you're either a gold medal winning imbecile, Andy McCabe, number one, or number two, you're just a regular kind of stupid and a liar. I think it's number two. Why does McCabe not want to admit that Biden brought up the Logan Act? And why does Cruz know that that's a little soft spot there? A little soft, let's poke that one. Cruz is smarter than them. 
Well, here's why. Look at this Washington Examiner piece, because this is where this gets just crazy. I thought the Logan, you're not allowed to talk to foreign leaders if you're not the president and you're a private citizen. Joe Biden is a private citizen, right, Joe? Just checking. He's not the sitting vice president. Yeah. Paula, the double checking. Is he yeah. a diplomat? Is Joe Biden the secretary of state right now? No. What's this thing, Joe? Are you sure? Can you yeah. double check? Do me a favor. Paula, hit the search engine. On the Paula's going to look that up. I'm reasonably confident Joe Biden, despite uh, being golden calf by the left and worship, where they have to, whenever Joe Biden comes in, you have to do the chant. You know, you have to worship him, you know, Fidelio style from Eyes Wide Shut in a little circle. I'm pretty reasonably confident Joe Biden's just a regular old citizen like you or me. Yeah. He was the vice president. He's not now. He's not the president yet. He may not be. But wouldn't that be weird then if Joe Biden was breaking the Logan Act and talking to foreign leaders as a representative of the United States when he's not? When Joe Biden personally suggested they prosecute the Trump team that was doing the same thing? Joe, that would be really weird. I mean, just totally crazy, right? Ah, wacky, Dan. Yeah, uh, just, just, just checking. <laughs> I'm not nuts myself. So let's check out this Washington Examiner headline here. Joe Biden speaks to world leaders after major media networks report victory. By Haley Victory Smith, breaking news reporter, Washington Examiner. Be up at the show notes today if you'd like to read these wonderful stories. Bongino.com slash newsletter. That's how you subscribe to our show notes every day. I, 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 I thought speaking to foreign leaders before you entered office was a, was a crime. The Logan Act was Biden's own idea. Prosecute Flynn. He's talking to the Russian ambassador. Flynn's the incoming national security advisor in 2017, you bumbling idiot. You think it may be a good idea that he talked to a nuclear-powered enemy? I'm just going to throw that out there, that when you're the incoming national security advisor after the election, it's probably a good idea to say, hey, you know, nuclear power guys, don't kill us. Let me let me just make it open a little channel. Like, you know, call, here's my cell. You know, hey, call me. Call, send them the call me emoji guy or something, whatever. Give me a ring. You think it's a good idea? Of course it is. Unless you're a liberal numbnuts watching my show. But Dan, you're attacking Biden for calling foreign leaders. No, I'm not. I'm making an example of the liberal idiots who did that to us. Of course Biden's going to talk to foreign leaders. Of course he is. I'm trying to point out the double standard. Why is nobody prosecuting Biden for the Logan Act? Ladies and gentlemen, because it's stupid. There is no Logan Act. It's a joke. Your case would be laughed out of court. You would be humiliated. But I think the DOJ should make a run at it. And they should use the established pre- Why not? No, Dan, that sounds mean. That sounds mean. I uh, don't care. Sorry. The DOJ, Andy McCabe and Peter Stroke and Joe Biden seem to think the Logan Act was a great idea for Mike Flynn. So I think we should at least investigate it. Right, Joe? Let's see what happens. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Hmm. Good for the goose, gander, you know, you, you know the whole rules. Yeah, man. May not go anywhere, but what the hell? Ladies and gentlemen, the Logan Act is a, is, a, is, a, is a constitutional abomination. But Joe Biden took it seriously, so let's let Joe Biden abide by his own rules. Fair enough? Reminds me of when I was a young agent, I brought in a guy in a federal courthouse, Eastern District of New York. It used to be, I think, in East Meadow before they changed it out to, moved it out further into Long Island, this big new fancy facility. 
I bought uh, this bad guy in front of a magistrate and the judge, female judge sitting on the, on the bench had glasses on. And right before me were these IRS guys. These IRS agents have this guy there and it's his initial appearance. You know, when you arrest someone, you got to bring habeas corpus, you got to bring the body forward. You have to tell him what he's charged with. So they bring the guy up in front of the judge. <laughs> Not kidding. Judge has the glasses on. She looks down. She's going through the complaint and she's like, to the IRS guys, lowers the glasses. She goes, they charge the guy with lying, making false statements, which no one ever gets charged with, unless you're a conservative, then you get charged with it all the time. 1001, USC 1001. And she goes, so before I had a uh, couple bank robbers, multi-million dollar crime operation, and you're bringing me uh, a fibber? <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget that as long as I live. As long as you're bringing me a, the IRS guys were like, uh, uh, yes, judge, the guy is being accused of fibbing. That's what Mike, Char Mike Flynn was charged with, by the way, in case you're wondering where this story was going. Because the Logan Act, I'm not getting, was such a constitutional abomination that even after the vice president of the United States, Joe Biden, suggested using it, the FBI, the clowns in the FBI were like, we don't want to be, we don't want our reputation sullied forever. Let's just charge him with fibbing instead, which he didn't fib. Mike Flynn didn't even lie. They made that up too. I heard someone on Fox last night, a Republican, no less, who clearly has not read the case say, well, Mike Flynn didn't have to lie about discussing sanctions with the Russians. Oh my gosh. Did you even read the transcript of Mike Flynn's call? He never discussed sanctions. Just please, can you just go and look at it and read it before you talk in front of a national audience? How could Mike Flynn lie about discussing sanctions when the word sanctions never came up in the conversation he allegedly lied about? The transcript of the call is out there, folks. Please do your homework. I'm not talking to my list. I'm talking to the idiots who, ugh, they go on TV and they say stupid things. They don't know anything. He was charged with fibbing about sanctions he never even mentioned. Even that was made up. Folks, shockingly enough, this case gets worse. So now we know Biden proposed prosecuting Trump administration officials for talking with foreign leaders while Biden's talking with foreign leaders right now. Weird. Well, what's really going on here and what's going on behind the scenes and what are they really, really worried about during this potential transition? I'm conceding nothing. No, thanks. Saw this uh, CNN thing yesterday. U.S. senators on the Republican side who have not congratulated Biden are trying to shame you. You can add me to that. I won't be congratulating him today. Joe, tomorrow doesn't look good either. And next week really looks like crap. So yeah. uh, you may want to add me to that. I'm just throwing it. Joe, too. And by the yeah, way, add too. Paul's name, yeah. too. So yeah, add Joe uh, Make sure A-R-M-A-C-O-S-E. Armacost. Add Joe's yeah. name, too. Don't forget. Put Joe, he will be very upset if we don't make yeah. that list. Again, next week doesn't look good either, folks. No. I will not be congratulating Joe. But there's something going on in the transition. <laughs> there's something really weird that the Democrats and the media are really freaked out about. They don't want to say anything just yet. They don't want to say anything just yet because they don't want to draw attention to it. But it's happening. I'll get to that in a second. I didn't intend that to be the greatest tease ever, seriously. But I got to say, self-praise thinks it really was. They are freaking out about something right now. All right, let me get to my third sponsor. Today's show also brought to you by friends at Patriot Mobile. Listen, this is a great company. They reached out to me a while ago about doing a whole bunch of charitable stuff. They put their money where their mouth is. I really respect them for doing that. This week, we're waking up to a nightmare scenario. The left is on the brink of controlling the future of the nation funded by corporations like Verizon. 
They took your hard-earned money and they used it to put radicals in power. That stinks. That's why important. it's really super important we stick together and support companies that share our values. I've been proud to part with Patriot Mobile because they never sent a penny to the left, Planned Parenthood, or any of those who seek to shred our constitution. You can switch your cell phone provider with confidence because they use the same network as the larger providers for much less, and switching is super easy. Keep your phone number. Bring your own phone. Buy a new one. Just do this. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan or call their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. Do it today. Get away from these big mobile companies. They can't stand us. Call 972-PATRIOT. Veterans and first responders, you save even more. So please, save money. Make the switch today. The same service, a lower price, and the values you and I believe in. Get free activation and a special gift with the offer code DAN, D-A-N. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan patriotmobile.com slash Dan or call 972-PATRIOT. Go today. Thanks, Patriot Mobile. We appreciate it. So what's going on behind the scenes that has these potential transition people on the Biden side? Because we don't know there's going to be a transition anything freaking out right now. Well, there's a scorched earth policy going on that some of you picked up on and some of you haven't because the media won't cover it. And this is exactly, if we're going out because of a election where big tech, the media and everyone else decided to go scorched earth on Donald Trump, well, let's just use their rules. Joe, same rules, right? Let's go scorched earth on them, right? Fair, yeah, fair, scorch fair. It. Yep. Rules. Scorch it, babe. That's Joe, babe. Scorch it, babe. I'm down. That's not right, Dan. Okay. Maybe you have to find a different show then. Where the, let's, let's, let's show them the... Let's take the moral high what moral high road? You moral high road? You got a bunch of clowns coming on, want to defund the police, get you and your family put into a high crime neighborhood where the crime erupts. They want to, you know, terminate life in the womb up to nine months of pregnancy. We're supposed, let's take the moral high road. You do that yourself. I'm not interested. Thanks. Let me show you this tweet and you'll see what I'm getting at. This may seem like a relatively innocuous tweet. Uh, it's not. So here's this guy, Paul McCleary, put this up on Twitter about some appointments the Trump administration's making on the way out. And as you'll see in his tweet there, he says, wow, it's a dizzying day at the Department of Defense. And he talks about a couple people who got fired. And he says, here's a couple people who now are in. In other words, got hired or, or taken over new roles in the Department of Defense. Remember that. Ezra Cohen Watnick is now the acting undersecretary of intelligence. Oh, really? Uh, also, Cash Patel as the chief of staff. Oh, Patel and Watnick were both central to Devin Nunes' efforts? Huh. Hmm. It's, it's got to be just a coincidence. So Cash Patel and Watnick, who worked like this, hand and glove with Devin Nunes, exposing the entire Logan Act, BS, Spygate, spying operation on the Trump team. No one's done more than Nunes and his team. Cash Patel is one of the legendary heroes of this country and a name, sadly, 99% of, well, this is my audience. Let's say 80%. And the general public, it's 100%. Nobody knows. You all, that was a mathematical impossibility, but you get the point. 90% of my audience probably doesn't even know the name because it's one of those quiet heroes in this country, a man by the name of Cash Patel. This yeah. country, I, yeah, and, and, and nobody knows Spygate better than Joe. Yeah. Listen, this guy is a hero. I'm dead serious. 
Cash Patel has done yeoman's work with Devin Nunes and Ezra Cohen-Watnick to uncover all of this stuff we know about. Very simple. The FBI spied on Trump and they use BS reasons to do it, like the Logan Act and other crap. That's simple. You, you know, the intricacies we can get into another time. So, okay, you've established, Dan, that Patel's a hero, had a lot to do with it. What is Patel doing in the potential outgoing days of the Trump administration? Potential. What is he doing being hired as the chief of staff at the Department of Defense while Ezra Cohen-Watnick is at the Department of Defense Intel, heading Intel over there? Hmm. Ah, don't worry, folks. I'm here to decipher it all for you. That's what I do. Well, let's get a little background on Patel, who is a hero. Remember this article in the Washington Examiner from a while ago? Patel seems to have placed, been placed in very key positions in the remaining days of the first Trump term. We'll hope there's a second. But NSC staffer and FISA abuse report author becomes top aide to acting spy chief Rick Grinnell. This was in February of this year. Who, 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 who's, who, who's that guy? NSC staffer. Oh, it's Cash Patel. So Cash Patel, Devin Nunes's right-hand guy, national hero who uncovered this scheme, this disgusting scandal, was overworking with Rick Grinnell from the beginning of the year in the Intel side. What were they doing over there? Oh, remember all those declassifications by another national hero, Rick Grinnell? Remember that, folks, when he was running the intelligence, was the director of national intelligence acting? Remember that? All that stuff got declassified. How we now know about the Peter Stroke notes and VP Biden and the Logan Act. Remember who requested the unmaskings on Flynn just days before the Trump inauguration? Oh, Joe Biden. Remember Joe Biden? Who declassified that? Oh, it was Rick Grinnell. And conveniently, Cash Patel was working over there. Man, I hadn't heard that before. Well, you heard it now. So now... Mysteriously, Cash Patel is now the chief of staff over in the Department of Defense. What could he be doing over at the Department of Defense after his work cleaning up the country in the DNI? Hasn't concluded, but we may have needed him elsewhere. What could we have needed from Cash Patel and others over at the DOD? Um, gee, I don't know. Let's look at this old Washington Times piece about the Department of Defense. This is just strange. Sure, it's a coincidence, Joe. Rowan Scarborough back in July of 2020, wrote this piece. Headline, Chuck Grassley says Department of Defense office that paid FBI spy Stephen Halper, quote, has lost its way. Oh, that sounds like something we've told you on this show for three years. What did we tell you? Mm -hmm. I know you regular listeners, they call in the industry P1s if you want to sound really jargony and like you're really smart about the radio industry. You P1 dedicated diehards, the best audience in the business, you probably know where I'm going with this. Some of you new listeners be like, okay, so we got this guy who uncovered Spygate, who worked in intelligence with Rick Grinnell, where they declassified the Spygate horror story and let us all see it. The story where we figured out Biden was involved in this. What would he be doing at DOD now? The same guy, Cash Patel. Well, maybe he's looking into these payments from the Department of Defense where Patel is now. Payments that were made to an FBI spy who was intimately involved in spying on the Trump campaign, a guy by the name of Stefan Halper. What did I tell you the scandal was here? I Listen, I understand this whole Spygate thing. The details of it can get very complicated. The overall big 
Remember in third grade and you did book outlines? If we had to do a third grade book outline to make this really, really elegant and simple, it is no more complicated than this. Obama and Biden spied on Trump. They used fake reasons to do it, the Logan Act and the PP tape, and they tried to cover it up later. But one of the ways they spied on Trump was getting professional people involved with the intelligence community for decades, like Stephen Halper, to do the spying because they would be credible. They couldn't have the guy on the corner, you know, the, the guy, squeegee man on the corner washing your windows do it. He wouldn't be credible. Squeegee guy on the corner said Trump worked with the right. No one would believe him, even if he was telling the truth. They needed someone with a rep. With street cred. So they went and found Halper, who'd worked with intelligence people in the past. And the third part of the scandal, Obama spied, used fake reasons to do it. The third part of the scandal, that's the most devastating part, after they tried to cover it up, the fourth part, actually, is you paid for it. We didn't pay for it. No, no, you did. The Department of Defense has an operating branch within it called the Office of Net Assessments. They paid Stefan Halper, the Office of Net Assessments, to spy on your preferred candidate for the presidency, Donald J. Trump. I have only told you that for three years now, that the biggest part of this scandal is Obama and Biden spied and your money was used to do it. What do you think Chuck Grassley's investigating at the Department of Defense? Promotions he didn't like? No. Here's one more article I'd like you to check out because it was a whistleblower about the Office of Net Assessments, within the Office of Net Assessments. A whistleblower. You know, Joe, whistleblowers are supposed to be respected. Unless you're whistleblowing on Democrat scandals, then you're to be vilified, tarred and feathered, flogged publicly. That's it, It's two rules, remember. There's only whistleblowers, like the whistleblower in the, in the Ukraine hoax. Remember, that guy, you have to chant when you're around him too. But if you're a whistleblower... For scandals on the left, you're to be vilified in the media. So the Office of Net Assessments that use your tax dollars to pay for the Trump campaign to be spied on, there was a whistleblower in there, and the whistleblower got investigated. See, this Epic Times article this is a good one. This is from a while ago. Explains the whole story. Epic Times. Government withheld exculpatory report during trial of Pentagon whistleblower. Oh, isn't that weird? So the same whistleblower, a guy by the name of Adam Lovinger, that blew the whistle on shady practices in the Office of Net Assessments, which use your tax dollars to pay to have the Trump campaign spied on. They went after him and investigated the whistleblower instead. Why did they do that? Maybe they needed to shut him up because the Office of Net Assessments was the source of your tax dollars to pay to have the Trump campaign spied on, which Joe Biden knew about and Andy McCabe is playing dumb about. Land that plane, baby. Bill Hammer at Fox told me that once. It was a great compliment. I was in a green room in Vietnam. And he said, Dan, nobody lands that plane better than you. I said, love you, babe. Thanks. True story. You like that? Your tax dollars paid to have Trump spied on. Everybody knows it. Ted Cruz knows it. Andy McCabe knows it. Biden knew it. And now they're trying to hide it and make it go away. Nah, not so much. Cash Patel's now over in the Department of Defense. So uh, let's just get three weeks ahead of the news cycle right now and predict that you're going to see some really interesting stuff coming out of the Department of Defense soon. It's declassified. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. 
And the media, of course, will panic again like they always do, which is hilarious. All right, let me get to my last sponsor. And I got another one. I got two more stories I have to get to. One, the most predictable crisis in human history. Uh, Sadly, I missed it. And I really have to get to this tug of war going on right now with the Democrats. Because any Democrat right now telling you this election was a huge success for them, just please laugh in their face. It's so embarrassing. There were three branches of government. They barely may have slipped by and won the presidency and got annihilated in the other two. Huge success if you're a liberal who can't do math. All right. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at iTarget. This year's reminded us of a lot, including how important it is to look after the people we love, our families. We have to be prepared. This holiday season, give the gift of safety and practice. What am I talking about? Give them iTarget Pro. You have the constitutional right to defend yourself, but you have a moral obligation to have you and your family safe. But listen, with Corona and everything going on, times can be tough. It gets expensive to consistently train at the range. Ammo gets expensive and Candidly, folks, it's super hard to find, especially nine millimeter. That's why iTarget was invented. What is iTarget? It's an app and a laser bullet, a laser round. It goes in the firearm you have now. You don't have to do any manipulations and you can train safely with the laser round, the convenience of your own home with your actual firearm. Practice shooting fundamental fundamentals like grip, extension, sight picture, sight acquisition, God, that getting your uh, hand up in the back and getting your right appropriate grip on that, where your thumb needs to go, your stance, your aiming, trigger control, all of it. Practice it in the safety and security of your own home with the laser round. Now you can see where the rounds would have landed on the target. Obviously, dry firing, where you practice with a safely unloaded firearm, you don't know where the rounds would have gone. Not the case with iTarget. Today, you can save 10%, plus you get free shipping with the offer code DAN at checkout. Here's where you go. Go to itargetpro.com. That's the letter I. It's the smartest way for you to train and practice and get proficient with your firearm. It pays for itself in just a few days. That's the letter itargetpro.com. itargetpro.com. Don't forget to use offer code Dan. It's a great system. Again, we get tons of great feedback on it. People love it, especially now. All right. So, you know, speaking of public safety, again, unintentional segue, but apropos nonetheless here, What did I tell you a few months ago was going to be the most predictable public safety crisis in American history? I say most predictable because even bringing it up, you're like, really? No kidding. If you defund the police that enforce the law, you're going to get more violations of the law from people who have no penalty for breaking the law. Yeah. Really? Uh, Joe's like, no, come on. Yeah. It's stun- He's stunned. He's stunned. Shake him out of his stupor. I mean, we all got this. Of course, liberals didn't, and they ran on defund the police. Many of them, not all of them, but a lot of them, some had to run away from it because it was so stupid. Even they realized they'd lose their seats, and many of them did. The election in 2020 was a disaster for the Democrats. Oh, you Trump idiots. Trump may have lost. Or no, the left's convinced he did lose. I'm not convinced of anything yet. Folks, you really think this was a win? Just to be clear, Republicans made huge gains in the House to the point now where you have a Democrat majority so slim you'll get nothing passed. So you've lost one of the branches of one branch of government or lost such a lead that you're now totally ineffective. I'm convinced the Republicans are going to hold the House, uh, hold the Senate. So you don't have that either. The Supreme Court is now 5-4 conservative liberal. Eh, John Roberts a little bit. 5-4 conservative liberal. And you barely squeaked by in the presidency with a couple thousand votes in a few states. And yet this was a big mandate for you? You don't think you may have screwed up somewhere? 
Well, here's what happens when you defund the police. Wall Street Journal today. Again, the most predictable crisis in human history. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, James Freeman's, uh, which always is a great, was it, is it Freeman today? No, notable and quotable. I'm sorry. Minneapolis officials are considering bringing in officers from other jurisdictions to help the city's police department as they face a wave of violent crime after an officer shortage. So places like Minneapolis, where politicians ran on, defund the police. Hey, Ray, you can, you know, search it in the internet yourself. And the police felt like they were under attack. Minneapolis officials are shocked that when you attack the police and threaten to defund them, you're stunned that you get a rise in violent crime and otherwise because criminals see the police are under attack. They're, I can't, they're like, I can't figure it. I, I don't get it. How did this all happen? I mean, what would we do without liberal dunces? You know, I took a little note here to tell you. Liberalism, this is why when I say this to you, I want you to take this to heart. Ladies and gentlemen, liberalism is a touchable, feelable, material forest fire. No, it isn't, Dan. It's not touchable and material. That's exaggeration for effect. No, no, it is. Yeah, you can't touch the word or the idea. It has no mass. But the effects of liberalism are touchable and feelable. Your kid, God forbid, gets mugged. Your car gets broken into. Your wallet gets lighter. Your business goes out of business as you're locked down by lunatic liberals. Believe me, that's touchable and feelable. When some thief in the middle of the street puts his hand on your wallet and knows he'll never get prosecuted for it. Oh, that's material. And you'll feel it. And liberals are feeling it now. Liberalism is a damn forest fire that will burn this country to the ground. Why am I bringing this piece up? Yesterday, I was shaven for the uh, show. I'm saying, you know, sometimes it's weird. You always get in deep thought when some like personal hygiene mechanism is going on, right? You're in the shower, you're shaving, right? And then we're in the, like, oh, ding, 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 some light bulb goes up. I thought, <laughs> you know, right? Isn't it true? And, and, and I'm sitting there and I'm shaving and I'm like, you know, there are epic sea changes in politics are, are rare. They just are. Like the Reagan revolution where Reagan in 1984's re-election won 49 states. Every state except Minnesota. You know how rare that is? I mean, it's happened a couple times in the last hundred years. Just complete epic landslides like that. New York voted for Reagan. Maryland. What did it? What are the game changers in politics? And you know what? And I could probably make a strong case that, although not to the extent of Reagan, to a lesser case that on the Democrat side, Obama did the same thing. What are these game-changing epic issues that are so touchable and feelable and material and, and sting people and pinch them in their real lives so much that all the ideological, um, you know, quick one-letter sound bites, all that stuff goes out the window and you finally vote differently than you have forever. There are two of them. One has always benefited Republicans and one has always benefited Democrats. Let's go to the Republican one first. You're probably going to say, oh, Dan, it's the economy. No, it isn't. We've had a, we had a great economy under Donald Trump before the plague. And, you know, we're struggling a bit right now. Everybody knows that play, Donald Trump was, is a better economic president. So it's not the economy. That is not the game changer I'm talking about. 
What was the game changer, I really believe, for, for Reagan and set the ground for the Reagan revolution? What's the one issue that can make people voted Democrats their whole lives in New York? What is it for the Republicans? Give you a second. In honor of the late, great Alex Trebek. Maybe he was a Jeopardy way. Poor guy. Loved Alex. Crime. Street crime. You doubt me? Go to every diehard liberal district that had voted Democrat forever and then see when a Republican mayor came in charge and what happened. It was always, almost always because of street crime. Because people said, you know what, this Republican Democrat thing, I just got my arse kicked for the third day in a row on a, on a train in New York. Paul always tells the story on the show. She'd walk on the train. It was like every other day she'd get flashed by some perv on the train. It's at the point you had to wear like blackout glasses on the train because you didn't want to throw up. I'm not kidding. She'll tell you that story sometimes. One of these days she'll open up her camera over there. She doesn't want to do it. New York City was a train wreck. New York City had voted for Democratic mayors forever. Abe Beam, David Dinkins, Ed Koch, all disasters. Rudy Giuliani wins. Cleans up the city so quick in the street crime, he gets reelected in a historic margin as a Republican. It's almost always crime. I say that because as these liberals continue with this defund the police nonsense across the country, they could be looking at an epic tidal wave of Republican changes in these big cities that they never saw coming. Now, I said there were two game changers, so to give it from both sides, the Democrats have a game changer too. And they usually do it through lies, but what's their game changer? Come on, you know it. What? No. <laughs> healthcare. It's always healthcare. Obama, Obamacare. Look at these big revolutions. I'm talking about big sea-changing elections. I'm not talking about Jimmy Carter getting in and George W. Bush's reelection. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about where major waves and people, traditional union Republican folks, people get their fingernails dirty and work for a living and prefer economic freedom where they voted for Obama. That happened. It's almost always health care for them because they lie about it. Remember the segment when issues get touchable and feelable, when they kick you in the cojones, when it comes to your kitchen table, it will change and you forget about these R&D stuff. I'm not talking about research and development. I'm talking about Republican Democrat. You don't care. You're just going to vote who's going to save you. If you think your life is in danger because your health care is going to be canceled, the Democrats have lied to people for so long that even though they caused your health care to be canceled, which Obamacare did to me, they've made people believe they're going to save you. I would argue strongly that's one of the reasons Joe Biden may have done as well as he did, even though this wasn't some sea change election. But that explains Obama. Touchable, feelable, healthcare. Gosh, I could die. The Democrats will save me. No, they won't. And on Republicans, it's crime. I ain't want to get robbed again. I'm voting for the Republican law and order. I say that because don't get all down about what happened in 2020. There's no time for that. We got a Georgia election coming up a few months from now, and we got the 2022 midterms, and President Trump hasn't lost anything yet. The Democrats are going to double down on stupid. You don't believe me? Let me play these two quick videos and we'll run for you. Don't you, you, you doubt me? That no, no, Dan, defund the police was such a disaster that they are definitely going to go more moderate and there's going to be like a Bill Clinton type Democrat party going forward. No, 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 they won't be. 
First, let me play for you this quick video. This is that tug of war I was talking about the Democrats. This is James Clyburn, an elder member of the Democrat Party, who I don't agree with on anything, but gets it right now that, hey, listen, we got a problem with the Democrat Party with this kooky defund the police stuff. This crime thing doesn't work for us. It works for the Republicans. Check this out. All the seats, I've uh, talked to people down in South Florida. They tell me that that really, really was a problem down there. But I can tell you about the first congressional district of South Carolina. I really believe that that's what caused uh, Joe Cunningham his seat. And I can also tell you about the Senate here in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. uh, Jimmy Harrison started to plateau when defund the police showed up with a caption uh, on TV right across his head. That stuff hurt Jimmy. That's not a Republican. That's an elder member of the Democrat. I'm not well-respected in the Democrat side, James Clyburn, who saved Biden's presidential run, by the way, by endorsing him in South Carolina. There's no doubt about that. James Clyburn. Look it up. 100%. That's Clyburn telling Democrat activist Chuck Todd on Meet the Depressed. That's him telling him right there that defund the police probably cost us a whole boatload of congressional seats and a Senate race in South Carolina. Did you hear him? Jamie Harrison, the Democrat running against Lindsey Graham, cratered when defund the police was plastered across in those ads. You think I'm just making this stuff up, that crime is the material, touchable, pinchable thing the Democrats are so afraid of if these liberals start running cities into the ground? Well, Dan, you're making the opposite point. You just said this scion, this elder of the Democrat Party, well-respected guy, is calling them out. No, no. The liberal kooks that are running the Democrat Party are not James Clyburn anymore. Sadly, you almost want some rational people. In the Clyburn is powerless compared to this person who has hijacked the party completely. Let's listen to AOC, who you would think would be a little humble after her stupid ideas cost the Democrats Senate seats and congressional seats all across the country. No, no, she's doubling down. She's blaming Republican talking points not her liberal stupidity that caused the Democrats all these problems. They will double down. Check this out. There are, at least in, in the House caucus, very deep divisions within the party. And I believe that we need to really come together and not allow Republican narratives to tear us apart. You know, as you mentioned, we have a, we have a slimmer Democratic majority. It's going to be more important than ever for us to work together and not fight each other. And so when we kind of come out swinging, not 48 hours after Tuesday, when we don't even have solid data yet, um, pointing fingers and, and telling each other what to do, it, it deepens the division in the party and it's irresponsible. <laughs> Again. That's not it going over AOC's head. That's AOC ducking because she knows she cost her party probably 10 seats, if not more, on the House side. And probably two or three Senate seats, too, because her and the squad and their policies are insane. Defund the police. OK, keep going with that. Keep it up. Please keep it up. You will caught. We will. There will be a Tea Party like revolution in 2022 like you've never seen before. All right, folks, I've got some more stuff, but I don't have time for it today. I want to get to some of this um, parlors under attack, obviously, where because we're number one in the app store. The free speech alternative to the tech tyrants of Twitter. Tomorrow, I want to get to this. My buddy, uh, Jeff Warnick, who, uh, disclosure again, I, I work with over at Parler, wrote a piece at Bongino.com about this. It's just hilarious how the liberals' whole thing, and I'll go into it a little more tomorrow, 
I've got, I'll show you some tweets, some screen caps tomorrow. Liberals whole thing is, you guys are a joke over Parler. We're ignoring you as they tweet endlessly about Parler. I'm not kidding. Just go to Twitter and put Parler. It's all liberals talking about how much they, Parler, Parler, look at all these great, but, and the other one, we don't like Parler, screw it, ignore them. They're all idiots. And all they do is tweet about Parler. It's hilarious. Their whole thing is like, you don't you dare, you stay here on Twitter so we can insult you, humiliate you, deplatform you, and make you look like buffoons by putting warnings on your tweets. And when you create the number one app in the world, the alternative to Twitter, where we don't do any of that, then we'll chase you over there too and make sure you don't leave us where we can make fun of you here. There you go. That's liberal. That's a, that. I woke up this morning and Paula said, you look angry. I said, I am because we're dealing with evil people, not just stupid people on the left. I'm not kidding. All right, thanks again for tuning in. Speaking of Parlor, you can find me there. I am at DBongino. You can also find our video show at rumble.com slash Bongino. Please subscribe. It helps us move up the chart. We're almost at 300,000 subscribers already. You like that? We just got on a few weeks ago. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Really appreciate it. See you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.